0: Bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. The Imperative MX Podcast. Here's another episode. And we're back and ready to rip here on the Imperative MX Podcast, episode number 13. And man, we're glad to be back for another week and another episode. We are bringing you all of the local motocross racing from North Carolina, Virginia, and the surrounding states. Thank you so much for joining us this week on yet another episode. I am your host, Zach Newberry, and we would like to thank everyone who has been enjoying these first couple of episodes already, and the great positive feedback from these has truly been humbling. If you have not yet checked out any of the past episodes, do yourselves a favor and check them out after this one, which is now available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Pandora, Listen Notes, and uh, many more. Pretty much anywhere you get your podcast nowadays, you can find uh, the Imperative MX podcast. And it is fantastic to see the support from the local community and even outside the local communities' uh, support in the sport of motocross. And such an awesome sport we are a part of. And I want to thank you the listeners for tuning in to this week's episode here on the Imperative MX Podcast for another episode and we have a lot to talk about when it comes to local racing all the way to professional and of course everything in between and with that there are a good amount of talking points to chat about within this episode. First we will get into some local motocross racing action around North Carolina, Virginia and the surrounding states uh, and what is kind of going on with the local series uh, right now. And then we will switch to some Supercross Futures racing action from Anaheim 2, round four of the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Championship this past Saturday night uh, with a special call-in from the winner of that first race for the top amateurs in the Supercross Futures class, Daxton Bennick. And, man, I am super stoked to talk to uh, Dax, and he's definitely an underdog that came in. Uh, I don't think very many people were looking at Dax to win. Uh, But we're going to talk to him about his impressive performance from Anaheim 2 this past Saturday, uh, Saturday night. Finally, we will chat about the AMA Arena Cross round number six from Friday night and uh, the Monster Energy AMA Supercross Triple Crown format racing action from this past Saturday night of racing as well. And of course, you know, everything in between uh, here on episode number 13 of the Imperative MX podcast. Make sure to check us out by searching Imperative MX on Instagram, Facebook, and our popular TikTok channel if you have not already done so. Thank you for all of you supporting us on all of our social media platforms. Before we go any further, we have to say thank you to all of the sponsors on board here on the Imperative MX podcast West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Silver Valley MX Park, Hydropower. Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, and the brand new sponsor on board, Mika Metals. Don't forget to check out Imperative MX when you get the chance. A ton of new things in the works, and uh, some of those are already live up on the site right now. All of the sponsor's logos are in the banner at the top, so make sure to click those logos, and it will bring you directly to uh, the company's website. You can purchase your products directly through uh, through the link. So I made it really quick and easy for you guys, and... I'll be doing a lot of updates, reads, galleries, and so much more. Make sure to check out ImperativeMX.com when you guys get uh, do get the chance. We will get more into uh, each of the awesome companies behind us here in just a bit. Uh, make sure to support the ones that support the sport, like these companies helping us out with this podcast to bring you to bring you these episodes weekly, helping me break down all of the talking points for tonight's podcast. The highly likable knowledgeable your district 29 2011 c-class champion heavy d what's going on heavy
1: oh uh, dude you know living a dream excited for another episode and uh can't wait to get into it
0: absolutely um man there was a lot uh, of racing action this weekend from the arena cross on friday night and of course uh the triple crown format the first one of the year and man did it cause some chaos, a lot of action, and uh, yeah, we got two brand new winners in the series, Heavy D.
1: Heck yeah, was Levi Kitchen and uh, Chase Sexton? Yes, sir. Dude, that's that's pretty sweet, man, it's, it was crazy, like, you know, that's the thing about Triple Crown, it opens up the door for so many other people that can go win, dude, it's, and I, I, I kind of like it, I, I you know, I believe it, some riders don't, but. I do, just because, I mean, it kind of changes up everything. Instead of guys going out there for 20 minutes, it's actually like 30 minutes and some change across the board because it's so stop and go. and It just kind of shows who can get out of a rhythm and get back into a rhythm, you know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And especially with just the uh, sprint endurance, you have to have that, uh, especially in those triple crowns. And uh, we'll get into it later. But, yeah, Levi Kitchen has to be uh, the surprising – rider of the night uh being able to uh, you know in his fifth career start being able to put all three main events uh together somewhat not even winning uh one of the races uh and still walks away with a victory and no that's awesome and uh and of course daxton bennick we're gonna talk to the winner and we're gonna get inside of his mind so that's gonna be really cool coming up here in just a little bit but uh first off let's talk a little bit about uh some local motocross racing and uh Yeah, first thing I got got to say is that Elizabeth City was going to have a uh, Southeastern Winter Series race there this weekend, February 4th through the 5th. And unfortunately, with the amount of rain uh, that they have got and also freezing temperatures, uh, the race is going to be canceled this weekend, unfortunately. Um, So, Heavy D, do you know of any other races that are going on uh, this weekend other than that? I mean, if you want to travel, you can go down the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know that it's it's gonna be wet and rainy around the uh around the area. So um I know that Lake Sugar Tree is having uh their um race and it is in Chatham, Virginia, so make sure to go and check out Lake Sugar Tree uh MX Park on Facebook to find out all of the information uh on that so you can get a little bit of indoor action. Uh I wonder if uh Matt Birkin will have the um, GoPro, GoPro or the phone out uh, recording, some, oh. g- recording some action since there's nothing else going on, I don't think.
1: I hope so. I mean, uh, he catches the best guy. Dude, he's like, you have to sit there nonstop all day to catch everything he catches.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, he has to be just sitting in the stands. You, you want to talk about a guy that is committed to the sport. <laughs> and uh, that is Matt Burkine to sit through all of it, uh, holding yeah. up a phone uh, or a GoPro and making sure that he gets content. That is dedication right there.
1: Oh, 100%. percent uh, you got to be dedicated Just sit there and wait for something to pop off. No one is going to. It's just the fact of having the patience to sit there and wait
0: for it. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I man that's a long day and uh you know i've been to a lot of the races and yeah as soon as uh i don't know in the indoor races i guess there really is nothing really to do and yeah you can sit there or you can go and chill out in the van or the motorhome or you know whatever the case may be um but yeah uh i enjoy uh those indoor races so yeah uh going back on topic if you do want to have uh, some indoor racing this weekend in Chatham, Virginia, Lake Sugar Tree Motorsports Park. Uh, that is their Moonlight Series. So go and uh, check that out. Uh, Heavy D, there was still there is still some high debates uh, on the chest protector rule uh, that I'm seeing online, and I honestly I don't get it. Um, I don't know why uh, parents are making it um, a big deal. I mean, me personally, I mean, I mean, I would
1: definitely wear one. If, if, if go ahead. If I mean, I I can understand if it was a neck brace ordeal, I I, I would get that. But a chest protector, I mean, I I would definitely wear one of those. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I mean, that's just my opinion. I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, I would definitely want to have a chest protector. I mean, I don't really think it's going to hurt them. I mean, to have at least a chest protector on, I mean. Yeah, I don't think
0: uh, think it's a bad idea.
1: I don't. I really don't either. Like, I don't think chest protector is a bad idea.
0: No. And like you said, the neck brace, if that was a thing, I can 100%, you know, we'll have a full-on discussion about that, but. Um yeah, a chest protector, I mean it, it helps with the roost. Um it could actually even help in battles, you know, like you're just getting pelted behind somebody the entire time. You're gonna you're gonna give up at some point if a rock hits you in, in the ribs or even in the stomach and it's got a you know, sharpness to it. So um or even in the knuckles or something like that. So um yeah, I, I believe that it that it is there. I think that it has needed to be there for quite a while. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wore the Dylan Ferrandis look there for a long time of the um, just a chest protector over. Like, in my 80 days, man, I was all about it in the uh, – um, there was a the little foam that went around the chest protector for the collarbone area. Uh, I had one uh, of those. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Obviously, like, I mean – The sternum, to me, also, like, a a chest, like a handlebar to the sternum or a crossbar to the sternum is deadly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They come up short and just smacking just your stomach on the handlebars. Yeah.
1: I mean, that first-time pileups where, like, you see kids get ripped open or by foot pegs and stuff, like, anything can happen. Like, I mean, like that freak accident at Silver Valley where, you know, the kid got the, you know, the whole brake lever, yeah. rear brake pedal, in yeah. his ass, like, in in the butt <laughs> cheeks. Excuse my French. I'm sorry, but still, <laughs> like, and I knew. I it's funny. I knew the kid that didn't even know, like, that was him that it happened to. I was like, holy crap.
0: Yeah i I couldn't, um, I couldn't believe it either. But it yeah. I mean, a chest, I would definitely
1: wear a chest protector for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I 100% would, and uh, I believe that uh, it is the right thing to do. And um, speaking of professional talk, uh, let's get back into that, and we're going to okay. go ahead and get Daxton and here on the phone. Before we get uh, Dax Benick here on the line, West Virginia Motorsports, If you are looking for your next ride, look no further than my friends over at West Virginia Motorsports. If you are around the surrounding area and looking for a pre-owned motorcycle, dirt bike, and or ATV, make sure to stop by Princeton, West Virginia. Don't forget to order your parts for your current bike through West Virginia Motorsports or alongside walking out the door with that brand new ride. Don't forget to go to those oil filters and air filters on your way out, and don't catch them on fire like Heavy D did. Don't do
1: that. That's no-no.
0: No, no, and uh, Dax Benick here on the line, the winner of uh, Anaheim 2 Supercross Futures, the first one of the year, and uh, Dax, man, it's uh, good rides this weekend, thanks a lot for coming on this, uh, to the Imperative MX podcast.
2: Yeah, thank you, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, man, Uh, man, like I said, you had good rides this weekend uh, to, you know, for your first uh, Supercross appearance, and, uh, you know. Obviously, first Supercross futures for you as well. And uh, by saying that, uh, you aren't very new to riding on a Supercross track. Uh, how long have you actually been riding Supercross track? I know you had one down at down there at your uh, North Carolina property.
2: I've had, I've had a Supercross track since I wasn't obviously full blown, but I mean, it had like r- decent rhythms and stuff. So I've been pretty familiar with it for my whole life, really. So and then i had a pretty close to like full blown one when i was on uh i believe 85 the super mini
0: uh-huh. so yeah
2: i've i've had a lot of experience on
0: yeah no kidding and uh, do you do you feel like that helped you uh you know transitioning into uh kind of this uh this supercross role
2: yeah for sure uh obviously it's it's weird in amateurs cuz you there's not really time to ride it cuz it's all outdoor stuff yep but um yeah it definitely prepared me for This for sure, but I will say there's nothing like riding like a real supercross track. Like, obviously, Anaheim was real, and then the the ones we train on at Star are obviously pretty gnarly. So, um, yeah, it was a shock when I got here actually because the tracks are really hard, like, the whoops are much harder than uh the ones I've ridden at least.
0: So, yeah, yeah.
2: it took some time for me to get used to it, and obviously the guys I'm training with were going really fast. So it took me a while to get in the flow, but it's coming around for sure.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And uh, you for sure found the flow this weekend. Um, you know, and like I said, or like you were saying, uh, that it, it is a different, you know, look and a different view, especially when you're on the floor of a supercross track and looking at some of these obstacles um, for the very first time. And, you know, what what was kind of your thoughts, you know, walking – uh, during track walking, looking at these obstacles, what's what's kind of running through your mind?
2: Yeah, it was kind of feeling like it was all real. Like <laughs> I've always wanted to be in this position, so walking the track was pretty cool, like normal. I mean, it's nothing like stood out crazy to me. The dragon back was pretty big, obviously, and then for some reason, like the finish was really big this weekend. Like the lip was huge on it. But uh, other than that, it looked pretty normal, I guess. Um obviously you don't really know until you ride so i guess uh first practice was like i watched the b group go first and like he was pretty sketchy honestly i was a little scared <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah i was i didn't know what to think but i went out there and i just took my time the first couple laps and it everything felt really peaky we were like the first people on the track so it was pretty peaky to be honest was, you couldn't really case anything and uh, the finish line was huge, but I greased it, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> the, the group before 40. some i Hit it first lap, went to the moon, and just framed it. I don't know. He didn't ride anymore. He might have hurt his wrist. But, yeah, uh-huh. it, was, uh, it was a big finish line.
0: Oh, no, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, you know, myself and Heavy D were actually talking about this during the race, and I even called it out that you were putting in consistent laps uh, out on the track each qualifying session uh, with little, like, Break laps, meaning you didn't have very many, you know, you would pull into the mechanics area, or at least from what, you know, I could see on, um, you know, live timing and all of that. It just seems like you put in uh, very com- consistent laps. And I feel like that helped you by the main event. And I said, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Daxton comes out and wins this because everybody's going to be on their nerves and everything like that. But he's been consistent, you know, kind of the uh, entire uh, day. Do you feel like that kind of helped you or what was your thought process kind of just doing consistent laps through qualifying?
2: Yeah, so honestly going into qualifying I wanted to get a good lap obviously but uh, I wasn't like my main, it was like a goal for sure but it wasn't like something I was super torn up about. Like I wanted to just click my laps and the first couple like I think I was holding my breath I was getting out of breath quick so I tried to like keep pushing to like break through that and really every time i went out was better um i yeah like you said i did a lot of laps like they were pretty fast but um i I was trying also to get like a good lap but i think it was important to go out there and, and click laps off because that's what you're gonna do in the race and at the end of the day the one lap thing you know it doesn't really matter as much in the race it's totally different so
0: yeah no kidding i and um you know take us through that main event uh when did the nerves start kind of hitting you once you got out front like you know on the gate I'm sure uh, you know you got a little bit of nerves but yeah take uh, take us through a little bit of the nerves throughout that uh main event
2: yeah so I was um a little nervous on the start obviously the fans and like you can just hear everything which is weird (laughs) and uh yeah so I mean I got to okay start like my, my practice starts were way better so definitely should have been a whole shot but i think come out fourth or fifth and uh the i guess the first rhythm rhythm section um like there was a couple guys in front of me they were getting so squirrely so i was just like trying to stay calm because like they're obvious you could tell like they were they were uh their nerves were high yeah, sure. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. so so i was like all right i'm just gonna relax for a minute i'm not trying to kill myself first rhythm (laughs) and then uh i got through a couple of those kids and yeah i mean i would say towards the end of lap one i felt good and pretty confident yeah that i could go to the front and uh i got into third i believe and casey i guess and hawkins was probably three or four seconds in front of me and i I knew i was a lot better in the whoops like i had to jump line down really good Mm -hmm. and i would make a good time there and then all around the track i was good too so uh i closed the gap in probably two laps and uh i made a good pass on and that stuck and then i closed in the leader hawkins and uh he made a little mistake in the whoops and then i knew i had to go right there so i ran him a little high and then i got the lead and once i got the lead i was confident that i could win because um i knew i could i could really lay down at least two good laps before the main event was over so i i laid down I think one or two really fast laps and broke away, and then yeah, I was a little cautious the last two corners because I didn't want to crash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was no. a good race though. So it was good for me to kind of win.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And uh, like I said, even in the beginning, uh, right as soon as we got you on here, you know, uh, I, a lot of people weren't looking at you, uh, you know, coming in, and it's uh and it's awesome to see. And uh, you know, the Imperative MX Podcast episode number thirteen here speaking with the winner from Anaheim 2, Supercross Futures, Daxton Binnick. Heavy D? Yeah, dude. It's, I know
1: what I want to say is, like, for me watching you, like, a lot of the, like, kids in the Supercross Futures, I noticed, and I don't know if it's just like a, like a domino effect or they just kind of like looking up to see what the like the actual pro guys do, but you notice a lot of the pro guys, they just go – They throw down a heater, and then they just kind of chill and chill until somebody else, like, surpasses their time. And then they'll, like, try and click it back on and do it again instead of, like, I watched you, and it was like you – it was like you you had your own agenda what you were going to do. it's like you were clicking off laps, and I watched. And me personally, I thought it was pretty cool because, like, everybody, like, even on a new track, if you're not comfortable, you don't go fast. So – like me watching you, it was like you rode it and you got comfortable with the track to where everybody else wasn't. Like, is did that you feel like did that helped you in the main?
2: Yeah, I will also say what helped a lot was like, luckily we we rode Friday too. We had a lot of practice before the race, so I mean these kids were already kind of at their best, like the first one. And that the first one for me it was just learning the track really. So, um. Yeah, I mean, it, I couldn't really do, like, roll around and then a fast lap because I never felt like I could – I fully got down, like, the track and the flow of the track. So that's why I kept doing laps and laps and laps so I could figure it out. And and then once I figured it out, I did lay down a pretty good lap going
1: into the night show. I, that's, that's cool because, like, even watching a night show when, like, you were behind Tucker and, and Hawkins, it was like when you was racing, like, It looked like, you know, like, all right, like, there's no big – I can catch them. But it was like it was – you knew, like, where you could push on the track at and where you had to kind of, you know, be a lot more smoother and lay off of it a little bit because how you picked them off and then just stay consistent, it it just almost looked like, all right, they weren't even there. It was like you just knew the fast way around the track. (laughs)
2: Yeah, I did. Like I said, um, obviously, one of the spots on track that was a little – it kind of got a lot of people in the pro class, and obviously got Haven in the futures. Which after that, finished that turn into the dragons back. It's kind of a weird section, and you it's flat, so you can't be a hero really right there because it will bite you. So um, that that was a little tricky corner for sure. um I felt like I wasn't very fast in it, but I stayed up, so that was good. And then the whoops obviously were uh where I was making up a lot of my time, so I knew I was good in those. So
1: yeah that oh one more the finish line face everybody was sticking to the right I guess because how jank that corner was but it looked like the yeah. it like the face got a gnarly g out it looked like you hit it one time when well, like you got close so you didn't really make the pass right there I don't think you really yeah. to take that one line but it looked pretty sketch
2: yeah I did I feel like I stayed in the same part of that like jump all day so I moved over whenever I got beside Cochran, but. I also didn't know, like everyone jumps to the left or the right to like open up the corner, so I thought he was gonna go into me, so I was kind of scared. <laughs> but <laughs> well, <laughs> <to> do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man,
0: um, bike changes. Did you do a lot throughout the day?
2: I I didn't touch my bike.
0: Okay, so oh dang, so yep. so you're comfortable pretty much just the the same setup you got
2: yeah literally i i've even before that from uh practicing leading up like we we tried little things but i mean i've really been on the same setup forever so uh i mean to be honest ever since i go on this bike like it's been really good i I don't have any complaints it's amazing so um no we really haven't touched it it, it feels like it's unreal in the whoops so
0: yeah no that's awesome and uh and going back a little bit, you know, you switched from a long-time, uh, you know, racer over there at KTM, and obviously you made the switch over to the Monster Energy Yamaha Star Racing Team. Uh, take us through that a little bit, you know, the mindset behind that move and how it's going so far uh, for you and uh, training, uh, you know, down at the Goat Farm with uh, with everybody.
2: Yeah, it was a, a big move, but I mean, to be honest, I've always wanted to be on Star, and I feel that. Uh, this would help me be a champion in the sport so this team wants to win really bad so I mean and I want to win too so that's good and I feel like they'll do anything to help like me get that so it was a no brainer to to be honest and uh, yeah the training's good the tracks are uh, pretty gnarly and the training's hard so it's good and everyone like is pushing every single day so your teammates kind of help like lift
1: you up
0: yeah, no, that's good. Uh, you know, are are the are the guys there? Are they willing to help, you know, yourself and Hayden out and uh make you guys better in some sections that maybe they can point out?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're all there to help, really, and it's good riding with them because you can learn and like obviously, the some of the pro guys are are going really really fast, so it's good to even see that to even know what it looks like.
0: Right. Uh, local racing. Do you miss it? Uh, do you miss it at all? Do you miss going going down on a weekend, kind of just you know going and hanging out, or you loving the grind right now?
2: Mm, I, that's hard. I mean, yeah, I like. It would be nice to race every weekend. Racing's the easy part. It feels like so. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I loved racing locally or whenever I could, just because now like you train and you race. You know, I had a futures last weekend and then. The next one's in, I think, Arlington. So, and I obviously have spring nationals too. But you know, once like the higher you go, I guess the less you race. So even when you go pro, like you have a, a uh, like obviously the pro motocross rounds, the supercross, but then you obviously you're off for a little bit too. So yeah, yeah, it's hard. We don't get as much gay drops anymore for sure.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And I can only, uh, I can only imagine, you know, just kind of wanting to have an off weekend, kind of almost like what. You know cooper webb did you know uh, not for that long duration but you know kind of just get back to you know just going to some local motocross tracks and and uh and hanging out but uh one of the one of the things i noticed during the post uh press conference uh you were asked dax uh, a question from a cycle news uh reporter um about hayden deegan being your teammate and the number of people at the truck during the during the pit party and if you wanted to be the top guy or kind of the underdog under the truck, and uh, of course, you know your response was great. Uh, do you remember what your response was?
2: Uh, I, I mean, maybe a little bit. I think I said something like, uh, something about winning, but I don't you, remember. You,
0: you said, you said, <laughs> you said, yeah, I don't mind it. He has a lot of followers on YouTube and stuff but it feels good especially when i win <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> i had to fight on this up a little bit oh man that was
0: great you had everybody in there laughing from what i could uh from what i could hear um you know I, one of the questions was uh that i had for you Dax uh, one of the last ones i had was uh uh you know what's next for you but you already kind of said it with Arlington and Spring Nationals and uh and uh, yeah, you're doing uh Loretta's again this year or what kind of what's the plan?
2: Yeah, it would be to go Loretta's and then I don't really know what's after that. I I wouldn't do I don't think I'll do Loretta's again, but yeah, definitely Loretta's this year.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Uh two classes or just one?
2: Uh two, which will be I guess
0: 450 and 250 Pro okay. or Open Pro. Okay, and you're going to ride the 250 and 4th or an open, right? Yeah I, wouldn't, yeah, I would. not Yeah, I would ride a 250. Okay, have you have you rode a 450? A, uh, you know, a 450 down at the goat farm at all?
2: No, I haven't. Um, I would like to get on one just to play around, but uh, no, not yet. Okay. But I'm sure that day will come.
0: Oh yeah, and I'm sure you know you're gonna love that thing. Uh, of course. Uh, Heavy D, any uh any last questions for Dax here? Yeah, one.
1: Qu- I I don't know why I want to ask this so bad, just because. Yeah. <laughs> If, say if the opportunity just came up and they were like, All right, we're putting you on East Coast, how would you feel about it? Like right now. Yeah,
2: I mean I would go ready to do as good as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it would be uh it would be a obviously a big move, but I mean I would line up just like every other race and trying to do good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well now all, all the only reason I ask is because you know, you got some guys like you know, it's crazy to think, like, man, like, I remember you, like, we've known each other a while and, like, seen you on minis, and now it's like, dang, that time flew by. And it's like, you got know, yeah. guys, when they get up to this level, they're, like, over the amateur ranks, and they're just ready to go race pro. So, I just, I, I like to try and ask, like, several, like, especially guys in your position, you know, top of the class, yeah. like, all, 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 just ready to go, just like, all right, would you rather, like, Stay back and do in like this year, or if they were like, all right, let's go race East Coast Supercross. we should be like, let's go? <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. Which obviously, once you
2: do that, there's no going back. So. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's what why, you... like some
2: like teammates say, like enjoy while you amateur. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah. So, well, trying to enjoy it. Yeah. Well, I'm 30 plus now. I officially have my vet card uh, now at the races. So yeah, my, my amateur or that, that lower part is pretty much gone to me, uh, so far, but, uh, Dax, you know, I, I've never met you in person, but I really do appreciate, uh, you coming on here and, uh, of course chatting with, uh, myself and heavy D and, uh, yeah, man, it was an awesome to see I'm from Virginia. So you're from, you know, North Carolina in the local area and, you know, we're rooting for you and, uh, and everything like that. So, uh keep up the grind and man we uh can't wait to see you race uh coming up here soon.
1: Yeah, well thank you. It
2: was awesome to come on this podcast.
0: Yeah, man, awesome. Thanks a lot, Dax. Have a good night.
2: Thanks, Dax. Yep, no problem. See you guys. See. Ya.
0: Later. And it was good to hear from Dax and Benick, the winner uh of the Supercross Futures at Anaheim this weekend, huh, Heavy D.
1: Oh yeah, man. It was it was awesome hearing for him. Definitely got to give a shout-out to our buddy Kyle. Um, he's been around Dax a while, and, you know, he helped us get in touch with him. So, shouts out to Kyle over at TRP, uh, Travis Racing Performance.
0: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Kyle, for uh, helping us get Dax on here. And uh, realistically, you know, myself and uh, you, Heavy D, we were talking about it beforehand, and nobody's nobody's talked to Dax. So, it's no, uh No. I know. I, I know. I know. It's crazy,
1: That's, yeah. Ain't that crazy, dude? Like, it's 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 funny because like nothing against him or Deegan, and I feel like Dax is a big name too, like which he is. But like, say for instance, if Hayden would have won that, dude, he'd have been everybody would have been trying to get the kid to talk, you
0: know? Yeah, no kidding, um, man. It's it's uh. It's just cool to see uh you know North Carolina kind of bringing the name back a little bit, you know. We got we got some riders that are starting to uh to get out there uh just a little bit and yeah, I mean, like I talked about and uh I don't know if you remember, I called it I'm I was like, "Man, he is putting in consistent laps here, and that's what I'd like to see. That's what we look for, you know. I'm a, a fantasy player, and what I'd like to see is I like for the guy to get two or more laps within, you know, you know, milliseconds of each other or, you know, two or more good, fast laps. I don't want just one heater, right? I want in good, consistent laps, and that's exactly what Dax was doing. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it. you know, he said it himself. It really helped him uh, all the way through the main event. And, yeah, you can only imagine the nerves sitting on that starting gate, huh, Heavy D?
1: Oh, dude, like, it's hard to imagine, like, I mean, I know, I know what the butterflies are a lot, but not at that stage. Like for him, you know, he's on the best team right now. Um, I'm pretty sure he's having the. I swear they said. I mean, none of my business, but I think he does. But I don't know if they. It was a mistake, but on like live coverage, they said he didn't have like a full contract yet.
0: For uh, I'm sorry for who? For Dax. I think it was a mistake when they said it. I, I, it's got to be a mistake because, I mean, there's no way that he doesn't have a ride after this or stay there. And he didn't mention it at all uh, or, you know, stating that he was, you know, on a grind to make sure that he has a contract or something like that. Like, I think he's good all the way through the year. And yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean
1: yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm he should be, I mean. Even if he didn't, after that he should. I mean, yeah. Just, just because in my opinion, it's like you got, especially this day and time. And like I say, I, I'm not firing. I don't fire any shots to anybody. This is just my personal opinion. I feel like, as far as Hayden, as that goes, like he's got so much clout right now. And I feel like it was just. I feel like those little mistakes this past week was like somewhat of clout mistakes. Like he's running off a of clout right now, if that makes it like it's speed wise.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially after a win like that, you know, you go there for your first time, you're confident all the way through the race. And one of the things I, uh, you know, I forgot to make a statement in there uh, talking with him is that he looked so good behind oh, the yeah. guys, even though the, he didn't get a start, he just knew exactly what to do, where to go, and he was just letting these guys and their nerves just absolutely blow them up, and yeah, like he said, he he knew it, and he saw it, you know? So...
1: Well, that's what I'm saying, like, he wasn't over-pushing the track. If you watch him, he wasn't, like, trying to override the track. He was literally, like, being consistent, and like, especially with his speed, like, it didn't even, me personally, it looked effortless for him to go, go go to first. Like, all right, like, I don't even have to try. Even though, like, he was riding fast, he was, like, hitting his marks, like, staying in tune with the track, and he was just trying to, it's like he was just trying to get around the track at a consistent rate, just consistent, consistent, consistent. And personally, it showed, like, when he ran around Co- Cocker and Hawkins.
0: Unbelievable. Yeah, i I mean he did so uh very very well in a very good uh performance. Um and I'm very surprised that very many people are not um talking more about it. Um but I guess that's just kind of the nature of the game, but hey, we always talk about, you know, people only know you by your last race and remember Daxon Bennick won. So, uh yeah. I uh, definitely think it's something for um people to um look out for in the future uh is Daxton Bennick uh one hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah, and you called it. Like when we was, you know, in the live chat and uh you, you called it. You said, Man, he looks good. I, I feel like he's gonna be our winner tonight. That's gonna be the winner. I'm going with Dax. So I was like, you know what? I can't even go against you on that. One. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's exactly what you were like, you know, thinking about it. I don't think that I can go against you on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, and yeah, we were right.
1: So, but I mean, I think it's awesome though, you know. And it's funny, like me, me and Kyle was talking the other day, and like even you said, like, damn, nobody's spoken to him, and and he was saying that too. I was like, man, that's that's kind of crazy, like,
0: yeah. If, he was like, y'all
1: need to talk to him. I was like, yeah, we do. We do need to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no, as soon as he won, I was like, man, that would be really cool if uh, if we can get him on, especially from the North Carolina area. And, yeah, Travis helping us out. And, yeah, I have to give a huge shout-out to uh, him, of course. And, uh, yeah, before we go any further, uh, Mika Metals is uh, our brand-new sponsor on board for 2023 And uh, with that, they are doing a giveaway for you. Uh, We did say something about it in the last podcast, but we're going to extend it for one more week, uh, and the winner will be uh, chosen uh, next week's episode here on the Imperative MX podcast. But uh, you are entering uh, to win uh, a set of brand-new handlebars, uh, either the Pro Series, Raw Series, Tikes PW, or any handlebar they offer. Uh, and all you have to do is email imperativemx at gmail.com with the subject line being Mika Metals uh, to enter. So make sure to email imperativemx at gmail.com for a chance to win a brand new set of Mika Metals Pro Series, Raw Series, Tykes, PW, or any handlebar they have on site. And man, it is awesome for Mika Metals to be on board with Imperative MX for 2023 and great for them to be giving these handlebars away for you guys, the listeners. So make sure to go and check out MikaMetals.com for everything they have. Handlebars, sprockets, chains, brakes, uh, sprays, and apparel. Uh, Like I said, winner will be chosen on the next Imperative MX podcast, which will be episode number 14 next week. So make sure to enter now, ImperativeMx at gmail.com, subject line, MikaMetals. And of course, we have to give a shout out to FXR, from high-performance snow rider wear to motocross gear, FXR has you covered. The continuing growth of FXR means more selection for you. Jackets, jerseys, pants, gloves, and snow gear, FXR has you covered. In my opinion, go and check out the, bi- the best in sizing, fitting, and venting for motocross riding gear. That's FXRRacing.com and find them on social media as well. Thank you for their continuing support. And, yeah, I mean, you know, this weekend they got Jmar coming in, uh, the number six on the Club MX. This is his debut on the machine. It feels like, man, it feels like he's been on that thing for quite a while. But, uh, you know, he had an injury last year, and now he's uh, coming in with the brand-new gear for him, FXR, and it looks really, really good. So make sure to go and check out fxrracing.com. And, of course, Power. Ooh, heavy D! I lost my uh, <laughs> hydropower uh, ad read here. Holy, uh, uh, holy gua- holy guacamole! But hey, regardless of the fact, heavy D, hydropower, you saw what it did to me out there at Silver Valley.
1: I seen, I, I seen the outcome. I did. I seen the outcome, and uh, you definitely want to go get it. You, you don't even need the ad read. Listen to HD. Listen to what HD is saying.
0: Listen to Hydro
1: the, Power is the shit.
0: Period. I'm telling you. Every single time I'm here on the Imperative MX podcast, I got it in my cup when I'm outside at work early in the mornings grinding. You see the outfit I got to wear and all the all the crazy safety gear I got to wear, but you know damn well in that bottle I got Hydro Power to keep me going throughout the entire day. So, make sure to go and check out drinkhydropower.com blue raz lemonade everything is in stock fully restocked by the way Garrett let me know just a little bit ago but yeah help reduce that arm pump and get rid uh, or get rid of that arm pump and uh, yeah make your endurance better for the races so make sure to go and check out drinkhydropower.com and get you some of that good stuff and of course the link uh, will be in uh, the logo on top of the uh, banner at ImperativeMX.com so make sure to go and check that out it helps us out a little bit and it is 10% off for you so uh, make sure you go and do that and uh, Heavy D man we have uh, we have a lot to talk about when it comes to racing this weekend and uh, man it is that time uh, to get into it Uh, first let's get into a little bit of uh, AMA Arena Cross and the action that has been going on Within the uh, AMA Arena Cross series. Of course, um, Kyle Peters is still on top uh, with a. Actually, I am not sure because Arena Cross, apparently, uh, to look at the standings, you need the mobile app, but I have not been able to find the mobile app. And Taco actually let me know that it will be coming soon. So I cannot actually see the standings, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but I can tell you the race results uh, from this last weekend at Lazy E Arena uh, in Oklahoma. Kyle Peters, 1-1, Heavy D. Um, Bitterman got second. I believe he got third overall uh, right behind Jared Leshner, uh, or Lesher on that uh, Yamaha 252 stroke. So, uh, yeah, uh, we really thought and needed Kyle to come out but I will say Kyle showed a lot more uh this weekend uh, I'm speaking of Kyle Bitterman here um a little bit more uh pressure up there towards the top and then you can see it ov- obviously by the results
1: Oh absolutely man you you get you get up towards the front it's it's tough and Kyle is on a roll man Just, god if he wins it'd be how many years in a row he going to run across? uh
0: actually I don't know if I wouldn't think the Arena Cross Series would have it wrong, but they were saying he was a three-time champion, so this would be his fourth. But I could have sworn this would be like his fifth Arena Cross Championship.
1: It could be. I I, I want to say it could be. I mean, we could be wrong, but I want to say it would be a fifth.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, but regardless of the fact, he is obviously uh, the special. <laughs> Uh, rider that has been dominating this series uh, for quite a long time, and it is going to be hard to beat Kyle uh, on his home turf, let's say. Uh, he's been racing this series for a very long time, and uh, yeah, Bitterman is really the guy that was really the closest, and uh, Clark was the guy, but he was not there this weekend, um, so he was third in the series, but I'm not sure if he got hurt or he went to go and race something else, but yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't there. So, uh, it's pretty much just a KP and KB, uh, battle, uh, for this championship. So, um, but I am super excited to, uh, go and watch all of the racing action. Um, in Salem, Virginia, when it does come here and, uh, you'll be, you'll be coming up here. Heavy D. Oh absolutely. I'll be there front and center. And uh we got some media credentials for that, Heavy D, so we're gonna oh, be man, so, God, Yeah, dude. So we're gonna be we're gonna be solid up in there. We're gonna be talking to some of the riders what they think. You know, I'll be doing a little bit of typing on the on the MacBook and uh, you know, you'll be talking to the riders and getting all the scoops and yeah, man. It's gonna be a good time and especially that uh that next uh episode edition. Uh, is gonna is gonna definitely be good, and we're gonna try to work in some stuff where we perhaps maybe even do a podcast um, at some point while we're there. But I still gotta work out a couple of the kinks. But uh, that would be cool to get some riders to uh, come in, like KB and Kyle P Pe- or Kyle Peters, and um, you know maybe even some more that show up. I bet you Burkee shows up. I hope
1: Burkee is there. I hope he is there.
0: He's racing, right? There's no way he oh, doesn't he's, race, right? R- racers race. He
1: has to. Yeah. R- exactly, racers race. race. Maddie B on the two-stroke. I just, it's it's a must.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, heavy D, you know, one of the one of the great one of the greatest sponsors we have here on the Imperative MX podcast for especially all of our graphics and banners and um, all of the great marketing material that we get uh from is dirt industries custom graphics and heavy d tell us a little bit about dirt industries custom graphics down there in rayford north carolina
1: i tell you what some of the best graphs graphics even custom service you'll ever come across and i'm telling you they're
0: awesome like hey you got a kit yeah you got a kit if i'm not mistaken I do, and you know what's crazy? It's sitting right next to me, and that's what I was just about to say. It's sitting right next to me, and uh, it's going to be a little secretive here for a little bit until I order all of the parts for the RMZ 450 and get some suspension work done so that uh, I can kind of show off the bike going into my 30-plus vet year trying to go to Loretta's off the couch, must I ask. So. You you say trying?
1: I see you at Loretta's right now in thirty plus. Like I do. This is the year,
0: man. You have so much more. Um, uh, what is it called? You have so much more. Uh, confidence. It. Yeah, you have so much more confidence <laughs> in me than I do myself. I was th- I was thinking of another term. Another term popped in my head, but yeah, confidence will work. Yeah. But oh man! But, but still. The graphics that I'm looking at currently right now, uh, they are going to look absolutely phenomenal, um, and uh, they gave me a little bit extra um, pop to it. Let's just let's just say. So, uh, oh man, Uh-oh. oh oh yeah, oh yeah, we got the we got the fire. Uh, I was telling uh, I was telling Neil that uh, yesterday because I'm gonna get the same kit for the 110 as well. So we're about oh. to have double, double kits uh, for the Imperative MX podcast. And all of the sponsors, of course, on board. And the ones that do make that happen are Dirt Industries Custom Graphics. So make sure to go and check them out and use uh, the code Imperative MX, no space, all caps, for 10% off uh, off of your purchase. So... Make sure to go and do that. Uh, Heavy D, let's get into AMA Supercross, the Triple Crown format race this weekend, round number whatever, because apparently when we actually go back to uh, to Oakland, they are literally going to call it round two. Hold on, they called the last round, round two. No, 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 no. When we go to Oakland, so this weekend they're in Houston, and then next uh-huh. weekend, uh I and uh Nicole will be and actually my sister's gonna go. It's her first ever supercross race. Uh she lives down in Tampa, so we're gonna go visit her and go to the Tampa supercross race. So
1: it's eating at me, dude. It's eating
0: at me so bad. I know, I know. Hey, guess what though? You'll see all of the content and I'm sure you'll get plenty of snapchats.
1: Oh, uh, I'll plan on it.
0: <laughs> he said I want to see all of the action. <laughs> uh, we got I actually pretty it. good seats too and actually at a at a really good price. We bought them pretty early so uh that's pretty <laughs> good. Uh the only thing that's going to suck is we have a 5-hour layover in Atlanta. Wait a minute. Yeah. So we fly because um I uh, <laughs> I ordered them a little. I ordered the flight back home too late. I did a I did a one way using a VLO, which is that new um right. flying company uh for really cheap. Right. I mean, I think me and Nicole fly from Raleigh to Tampa for seventy nine bucks each. So that was cheap, and I went ahead and got that. And then at the last minute, when I say maybe like three no two days ago was when I actually realized that, holy shit, I did not order the ticket for us to get back home. And by the time I looked, all the prices had already uh, risen so much. And the only one that was at a good and decent price and wouldn't be over $500 for two people was Frontier, and uh, it ended up costing, I think it ended up being like $181 or something like that. But uh it was a 5 hour layover in atlanta uh so nicole gets literally the entire experience because she hasn't been on a plane um since she was really young and she said that she didn't uh, really she doesn't really remember much so i'm going to be the uh, i'm going to enjoy this uh her first experience flying and her white knuckles as we're taking off <laughs> i'm not going to lie it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be pretty funny but uh, she's got it covered one hundred percent. We hate that our co host here on the Imperative MX podcast will not be uh going down there with us.
1: Oh, uh, in due time. In due time.
0: Yeah. Well, one of these days. It's you know, one of these days. Me. Trust
1: me, it's killing me. It is killing me, literally. <laughs>
0: um yeah. Let's get into some 450 action um, from this weekend at Anaheim, two And uh, I wrote up a morning after. Uh, I'm going to start trying my best to do the morning afters um, after each Supercross and Motocross and uh, Super Motocross whenever we get there and all that good stuff to uh, give you guys my rundown and thoughts uh, and opinions coming off the weekend's race. So you can go and check that out if you would like. But um yeah, let's go over the 450 Supercross uh, results. Chase Sexton comes out with the uh, with the win with a 151 moto scores, um, and it was his first win and his first win uh, at a Triple Crown event. Um, man, Heavy D, what a what a good ride, especially in that main event number three or that race. Oh. It's not it's not a main event; they want it to be considered a race. So.
1: Oh, they, they consider that just a race?
0: Yeah, they consider it a race, and also the, um, yeah, they're just races.
1: I think what's pretty cool about it, it almost has like a Loretta Lynn's format feel to it, just because it's like, you know, the three motos. So, yeah. I mean, you win the first two, but like that third one can be like the trickster.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, throw a wrench into it, yeah. And how quickly things can, you know... uh unravel you know we thought going into the third main event you know they were really really focused on tomac and um Roxon because they were both uh they were both tied or one point between each other or something like that and they were showing the ruck coming out of the gate and obviously Eli got the to- uh, got the start over uh Ken Roxon but um it was neither of them that took home the victory um man what a wild wild. Uh, just night of racing, heavy D. Dude, it's, that's why I like the Triple
1: Crown, man. It's just, I mean, for one, it's to me, it's it's a bit more entertaining. I don't think the riders may not like the three moto format because it's like back to back to back, and it's like you get in a groove, and then like right when you get in a groove and you start to make moves, it's like all right, now the race is almost over, so it kind of just shuts that whole ordeal down. But I think the fact that you get to see some of the best riders in the world do a gate drop together three times in a row and do battle three times in a row yeah. is pretty badass
0: yeah and watching the best racers in the world in both 450 and the 250 class you know uh six times um you know all together uh gate drops i mean that's that's pretty awesome too and you know right after practice you get to see two gate drops with the 250 class and the four fifty um class LCQs. So um I think I think the triple crowns are awesome. I wouldn't say put them in every single uh round, but yeah, I like I, I like when it happens because obviously uh the big story was uh was Tomac uh having that crazy crash in that third main event trying to get coop and I tell you what there was one part in the main event, uh, I wanna say maybe two or three laps before Tomac ended up going down. And it was right before the triple, right after the rhythm section with the quad and you would take the right and go over the over the triple before the sand section, that Cooper was on the outside and Tomac tried to go on to the inside and the crowd went kind of crazy, but the crowd was literally at that moment that you kind of see maybe contact or maybe that even Eli had a shoulder on Cooper the crowd goes crazy and it switches to Jason Anderson and you hear the crowd kind of go crazy and then you see Cooper Webb out in front of Tomac again so I wonder if there was a little bit of bump in that you know bump and run there that caused Tomac to get I wouldn't say startled, but more of like, dude, I have got to get around this guy and get around to the front. Uh, but I think that there was a little bit more of a sense of urgency coming out of Eli Tomac, uh, especially in that main event number three, to try and get all the way up to the front that um, I think caused uh, caused him to crash um, and that mistake. Yeah, I feel like
1: also, too, like that – you, you ever notice, like, when Tomac's in a groove, and all of a sudden you see him start reeling stuff, he hit that switch. Yep. He he just hits it. All right, I, I'm ready to like throw down, and he hit that switch, but <laughs> he he had he had Charlotte's web right there in front of him, and
0: he was caught in that web for a minute, man. Yeah, he really was, he but was just, man, he was hauling ass behind oh, Cooper. Yeah. Like coming down that straightaway where the mechanics area through the sand, oh my lord! Like I can only imagine just hearing that fucking bike behind me.
1: <laughs> oh my,
0: dude, like I honestly would probably put the blinker on or the hazards and just pull over. Like, bro, I'm a dude. That thing sounds so mean.
1: Hey, I'd have gave a motorcycle hand signal. I'd have pointed to the line. There you go. You got it, chief. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling inside. off to the
0: mechanic's area, giving it to the mechanic. Hey, yeah, bro, you go ahead. What is this thing? <laughs> oh, man. I, say, get that inside. I, I got you right here.
1: Yeah. You, you got that inside. Look at
0: my. Man. Yeah. How, how's, how's the little one doing, Heavy D? Oh,
1: uh, she's right here sitting on my stomach.
0: Man. She, as she's learning about the sport. Oh, dude, she loves it.
1: Like, we, like, yeah, it's pretty cool, like, because I usually put the boys to bed on Supercross night, even on a Renacross, and 8 o'clock she gets her bath, and then usually, like, 8.30, a across comes zone. but, dude, when, like, she gets her bath, she's sitting there chilling, watching, dude, as calm as can be. She sits through the whole thing.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So, yeah, Chase Exxon takes the overall victory uh, with a one five one. Anderson gets on the box for his first time this year, um, with a five-one-three. No, yes, did am I? No, Anderson didn't get. This is his first podium. I'm not tripping, right? No, I, no, no.
1: It is his first podium because he about yeah, had that. one. But him and Barsha had the little ordeal.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just completely blanked out there, uh, but jason and but jason anderson uh gets you know obviously his um first podium and uh he said after the uh race that his first two rounds obviously has been tough and that the last main uh main event number three that he had a little bit of P- ptsd because he wanted to be on the box more than anything so uh, to be second is really nice, and uh, he would like to build from there. And, obviously, we all want to be where Chase is right now, Um, and we'll keep uh, working hard to get there. But, man, the run-ins have got to stop. Like, he, he, you know, he banged Cooper and took him down. Like, I know that Coop's not a guy that would re- retaliate because he'll just mentally fry him, but, man, like, but, man, like Dude, you're just you're just hurting yourself. I mean, this is one of the ones that it actually worked out for him, and he was actually able to get around the guy. But, um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. Thoughts on Jason Anderson, Heavy D? <laughs> I love Jason
1: Anderson, man. Yeah, it's funny when he did that to Coop. I was just like, I mean, I can't be biased about it because I mean, when these dudes like obliterate each other, I get kind of pumped on it. So. I'm yeah. not really gonna be biased and be like why you do that, but yeah. I'm at the same time I was just like I don't really think he had to, but I mean he's
0: keeping it classy. People just, are love it. Just thinking it. Like, about the championship, like man, you know you can't be doing this stuff if you wanna if you wanna go to long haul with Cooper Webb now, especially after the first round, seeing that and then especially after San Diego, um you know, seeing both of their performances. Obviously they've shown that they're gonna be, you know, the the guys on top and you can throw sexton in there now, uh too. And uh Jason's starting to gain a little bit of momentum here, hopefully. But yeah, the the run ins man are gonna cost him just like last year. Um if he does I mean he's uh let's see how many how many points behind is Anderson. He is a full twenty points behind. Uh well no. no not a not a full twenty like let's say fifteen. No like twenty pretty pretty close to twenty. No I'm way wrong. Fifteen I can't do math. Oh fifteen. Yeah it's like fifteen. He he gained five because of uh Tomac's um uh finish because he finished six oh, overall. No. Yeah he had a three two thirteen so. But yeah. Oh
1: dang. So Matt was
0: two 13 Yeah, because of that last main. I
1: don't know why I'm sitting here thinking like he won those first two, even
0: though I know he didn't. But no, Chase right. won. Chase won the first one, and then uh, Anderson won the second one.
1: Yeah. 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 It, was, it was due for Anderson to get him one. Yeah,
0: I mean he's got to he's got to gain a little bit of momentum uh, now. But yeah, I mean i'll I mean I'll keep beating it. Uh, until uh until it stops for him that you know that has the mistakes have got to stop for him <laughs> yeah so um Ken roxton first podium since 2019 hey, for a Suzuki he went two three four uh a lot better uh he looked he looked like Ken Roxton. He was doing the three on, three off. Um one of the guys he did that was that, doing I was it like very consistently.
1: When he did it, I was like I know he did not just like
0: jump from table like
1: on get step on the table to step off to another table.
0: Bro, we were freaking out in the chat. I was like we was all like, What the hell? Did he just really do that? Yeah. That was unreal. Um no, Kenny looks way better, and uh he spoke that he is his own um personal trainer and uh that he has improved race by race um and uh yeah he he you know you can't count out kickstart to kenny uh that is uh that is for sure so um but he was talking about that he's you know his own personal trainer. And uh, that he's doing all of his training on his own. Uh, he said that he feels like he has a really good system going for him right now, and that he doesn't have anyone telling him what to do, and that he's the best judge of that, and it's really working out. So
1: yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I think for a lot of riders and racers, you know, they them not being able to call their own shot as far as what they feel is comfortable. Or what they feel works best for them to be comfortable to go and win. It's, I think it's better that way for Kenny. You know, a lot of guys don't don't get that freedom, especially riding 14 because, I mean, they gotta usually, you know, go with what who sponsors the team or what the team manager or team owner says. So yeah. for him, I think it's good. You know, and, and and it's showing like he's getting better. Of course, you know, he may he's he may have rope Suzukis, you know. In, in the past, but God, the last time he was was, what, six, seven years ago? Yeah.
0: Yeah, 2016. So, yeah. I mean,
1: of course, it's going to take some time to get adjusted and get, you know, back full of comfortable and get the bike where he wants it so he's able to go win.
0: Yeah. So I think, it, all in all, it's, it's probably the best thing for him, you know. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I heard from one of the uh, – I think it was for, actually from Steve. He talked to one – or maybe it wasn't Steve uh, Mathis, but anyways – somebody was talking to someone who was close to Ken and they said they didn't care if Ken wanted a horn on that yellow, that, you know, that Suzuki, they would do it. So that means that pretty much anything that Ken wants, they're going to do for him uh, to make that bike work. So um, no, that's really good. And obviously uh, me, I'm not going to go into the whole thing of the, like, yeah, I told you guys. So Suzuki's coming back on top, but yeah, Suzuki's coming back on top and, uh, Ken Roxton is uh, due for a win uh, now any time uh, because he's looking way, way better. And, you know, more races, more time on the bike, more more testing, all of that good stuff, he's going to get uh, a lot better. Uh, fourth place, Coop, he went 7 2 That seven in the first one hurt him when he went down with uh, the contact with Anderson. Um, yeah. But he gained two points on the night uh, on Tomac. Uh, so he's only four points down in the championship, and uh, we're three races in. So, uh, yeah, Coop's legit. He's uh, he's going to be there until the end unless uh, something dr- dramatic happens. But um, I don't think so. Um, any thoughts on Coop? No, I was going to say
1: like that's that's what I like about Coop. Like he don't really, he's like the the silent assassin. He don't really say nothing. Yeah. Like, he could have got. Like, he probably was, in the moment he probably was pissed, but he don't show it. He just like, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still gonna get up and I'm gonna give a 210 percent. Like, yeah, he just he let stuff go. Like even years ago, I don't know if you remember when Tyler Bla- Bowers obliterated him oh, in yeah. like, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> In in Vegas. Just, what
0: was it in Vegas? No, God, no, was it, was, it, it was no, it wasn't Vegas. Was that the first year that Bowers actually had? Uh, a contract was it the year after that was the year he wrote for pro circuit he got the contract with yeah, pro circuit yeah 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 but i'm trying to think of what year that was 16 no cuz that w-
1: yeah 16 15
0: 15? 15 or 16 yeah but i thought ba- i thought bowers was doing arena cross then he uh well uh, it might have been 16 I don't I, I mean I don't I don't know but I mean it's definitely got to be there cuz Arena may or uh the Amsoil Arena Cross went away in 2018. Um and then Kyle and Hayes took over the series cuz Bowers went out. Oh, maybe it maybe it was maybe it was 16 or 15 but yeah, no con, uh, continue. But yeah,
1: like I remember that like he got obliterated and got back up. And I, I think that was a race he made, Came back to
0: a war. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He passed him. Uh, passed him back. Oh, man. That's yeah, and, such a good idea for a TikTok video. Holy cow. I forgot about that race. Yeah, he literally, like, Kyle Bowers was in the corner. He could have went in there and, like, destroyed him. But you know what he did? He just
1: went past and kept on going. Didn't even care.
0: Nope. He just flew right by him. Uh... Yeah, I think that was two thousand and sixteen. I'm writing it down right now so that I can uh so I can look at it. Either two thousand and fifteen or two thousand sixteen. But yeah. Uh he doesn't he doesn't seem to really care. He's just gonna go right past you. He's just gonna uh yeah, like you said, silent assassin. Um yeah, uh it'll be really good to see what happens this weekend. Um Dylan Ferrandez, sneaky in fifth. Uh he had a four six five uh on the night looked a little bit better still didn't really see him throughout the night he was just behind that lead group uh there and uh yeah um I don't really see anything flashy out of Dylan Ferrandez, heavy D not yet no not yet
1: anyway yeah for
0: sure it's just he's six in the championship uh one point behind Anderson
1: Dang, he's only one
0: point behind Anderson. Yep. Anderson's got fifty-five and he's and uh Ferrandez has got fifty-four. Well shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because right now it's uh Tomac, Sexton, Webb, Roxon, Anderson, Ferriss, Barsha, Plessinger, Cicerello, and uh Colt uh at tenth. And then Barsha oh. is at eleventh. Or um, uh oh. no I'm sorry eleventh uh, it's Joey look well,
1: okay so Savachi in eleventh
0: yeah Sabat yeah Savace is at eleventh uh apparently the news with Malcolm uh, Stewart is not good for his knee uh so probably like an ACL or something major like that uh you think Rockstar Husky fills in that position? Does Joey go there?
1: Uh, I don't think Joey will because, you know –
0: You think he's comfortable with that Cowie?
1: Yeah, just because they they put a lot into that program for him, you know, that that team
0: and the program.
1: I just – I don't really see him going over there just because – I think that's a big change too, dude.
0: Yeah, go from a Cowie to a Husky?
1: Yeah, like even – yeah even Christian I think that's like not only I think the 450 class is not don't get me wrong but I watched that Jiffy Tails interview at Christian he was just like dude like he was back there battling with Dino he was fighting for his life
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but in in my opinion though like I honestly feel like it's, it's the change as well like with the bike I don't feel like it's so much as that the class is just that much more gnarly, which it is. I'm not saying it's not. I just feel like that, that big of a bike change just is different. You know, like you, like I said, you can go out there and practice it and ride that bike and be comfortable all, all you want. But when you get out there and race that bike, I mean, it takes comfortability to a whole nother level. And I mean, not to say he's not comfortable, but you know, it's just, I mean, it's a big change. He, he may not be. To par like he was on Yamaha. Granted, it was a 250, but, but but still, like it is a bike change, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. I just wonder if they do fill fill that spot. Um. I don't. I don't want to think that they, uh, just keep Christian underneath the truck and that's all they got. Um. But at the same time, I mean, I guess from a business perspective, budgeting, all that good stuff. I mean, well, they would empty, have to but...
1: get. They would have to, I mean, because oh, you have contracts.
0: About contracts having two well, guys underneath the trucks. I forgot about that, too.
1: And if they do that on East Coast, they would have nobody. Because, you know, Jaleek hurt.
0: Yeah. Uh, who do we put into that spot? I forgot about <laughs> that Swole is hurt. So, uh,
1: I mean, it would literally only be P.
0: Christian. Christian. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I just thought about that. Wow. Yeah. No, that's that's crazy we'll get to the 250 class here in a minute and um also we'll talk uh, about craig here in a minute too but ap quiet night as well he looked really really good and i think it was the second main until he tipped over in that corner after the dragon's back Uh, i think it was the second main where he was like running fourth or so um but he's starting to look better heavy d he's he's starting to uh, gain a little bit of momentum and a little bit more confidence on that Red Bull KTM. Oh
1: yeah, he uh, Aaron's getting there. Um, I honestly am not going to. I thought for sure <laughs> he was uh, the way he was riding, I was like he's going to the front in that one main.
0: Yeah, yeah. I forget which main it was. I I, I don't remember right off the top of my head. But um, yeah. No, AP looks like he's uh, he's doing well and and uh right behind him Barsha uh, apparently had a really bad crash and in, in, uh, in practice and he wasn't really feeling himself uh all day 1188 eight, or 1186 uh for Barsha um didn't cause any chaos this weekend so uh that's good good takeaway for Barsha on the weekend uh oh oh hey uh let me go back to Anderson talking about drama uh apparently he yelled at Justin Starling. Uh, because Starling, Starling was in like a three rider battle and Anderson came up on him with like six seconds behind Anderson on the next person that he would have to worry about. And, uh, yeah, Starling took it on the Twitter and, uh, and, and, uh, posted the, uh, I think the screenshots of what actually happened, but yeah, no, it's, uh, that was crazy. I was, I, I, I knew that Anderson wasn't mad by the finger point or I mean that he was mad by the finger pointing he was doing. See,
1: like my I understand like these guys are out here fighting for positions and you got leaders out front. But at at the same time, like my dad always taught me like, dude, it's a race. You gotta get around no matter what. So they they out there
0: It's part of the race.
1: Yeah, like, they're out there racing just like you. So, I mean, he shouldn't really be getting, in my opinion, mad at Starling. Like, Starling's out there racing, too. Like, I was always taught you don't worry about what's behind you. You can't race forward if you're worried about what's behind you. So, he's in a race like everybody else. So, he's not, like, trying to pay attention and look and see what is going on with you back behind him. Like, you're the faster guy. Get around. You're out front for a reason. So, if you can catch up to him and laugh him, you can get around him. Like, so – I mean, don't get pissy
0: and
1: you know bitchy over it, excuse my friend.
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, yeah, AC ninth, uh, six, eleven, eight. That's fine. I'm okay with it. Uh, just oh yeah, go to next weekend. Just keep doing what you're doing. Go to next weekend, and uh we're gonna move on from AC. Uh, in the ten spot, Joey. Um. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna stay there um, and uh, not go for a fill-in ride if that opportunity comes up. Um, I don't. But, but man, they're gonna have to pick somebody. I, e- it's either two fifties or whatever.
1: We were literally talking about Christian Craig, and I pull up Twitter, and I read what he said on Vital. I hate blaming it on the bike, but I feel like I'm at that point where I'm getting held back a little bit.
0: Man, he's <laughs> he's going to Vital.
1: And hey,
0: that's what it says on vital. Holy, holy guacamole. Wow. So, he's not gelling with the motorcycle. Yeah, from the words of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting. Uh, So, apparently one hour ago, uh, Talon Hawkins will line up for the 250 Supercross East. Okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. so Okay, okay.
0: So uh throw a little bit of uh of rinse uh rinse or oh my gosh. Throw a little bit of wrench uh into the action or throw a wrench into the action, I should say. Um but man that was uh but that's that's crazy. Full <laughs> just one super cross futures, man, and then just go right I, I still don't think we talked about this last week. Do not rush these things, man. I don't believe that it, these things should be rushed. But they had to be rushed because of um the injuries. So, uh now I could see that Talon will uh will go cuz he's uh the only one and I think they want to keep um Casey down and not move him up too fast cuz he's still technically a B rider. So, yeah, he just raced he literally just
1: got off at 125.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I wrote in the uh in the article uh that I have on imperativemx.com. So, so. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to um he's not going to go up, so Talon Hawkins will be riding the 250 Supercross West um in place of or sorry, East in place of um Jalik Swole, but uh yeah, any I mean everybody else on the list, Christian we talked about already, Colt, twelve, fourteen, eleven. Um, I listened to it a little bit after his race and he's just frustrated a little bit. I think he's still got a little bit of bike work uh to uh to deal with. But yeah, everybody else from their back, I mean there's really nobody um to talk about other than um Cartwright. This is like his second main in and he qualified straight in. So um Good for uh, good for Cartwright. Um, let's move to some heavy or to <laughs> some heavy D action. That's what I was about to say. That was a little <laughs> sus. but uh, into some 250 Supercross uh, results. Obviously, uh, Levi Kitchen took home the win. And uh, man, what a for his fifth career start for him to be as inconsistent as he's been over the last couple of or uh, er, at. Ad- most of his races or just not good performances where we think that he should be and he pulls off a win at the most consistent race you have to be at. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's just one of those like, you know, consistency ordeals. Like, he won it fair and square. Yep.
0: You know, not,
1: not taking anything away from Levi by any means. Like, he, he definitely worked for that one. You know, he had to be in the positions he was in just to get that overall. You know, but it was, that was the name of the game, consistency. You know, he was consistent. Jet wasn't. Jet was having some mishaps. So, And Levi was keeping it real smooth.
0: Yeah, no, Levi definitely kept it smooth with a 4-2-2. So, he didn't even win a race. Um he just won the overall and that's what does it a 422 works so um no good for them and good for the the team i think the team really needed that with styles also uh styles robertson finished it out in third uh overall with one uh race victory uh in his 613 uh overall finishes so um no that's good and then obviously jet uh finished out in um in second overall so uh, really good for the Star Racing Yamaha team. And uh, Jet can't be too upset. You only lost three points, and uh, you're up pretty good um, in the championship standings uh, over McAdoo. He's got over a 20-point lead um, over um, McAdoo now. So, um,
1: Well, I think also what he was, like, upset about was, I don't know if you, like, listen to him, but Ricky and somebody else, they called Jet for a perfect season.
0: Yeah,
1: and they they called him to win all the Supercross races, and that kind of got like dumped in the cookie jar. Well, uh, I know. Also, <laughs>
0: when he was on the he was on the show this week, and he was talking that um, he really didn't understand why he was being interviewed um, when he got that third place on that first one. Um, he was very upset. Uh, with the failed promoters and the TV crew about having to do an interview um, with his third place uh, finish when nobody else got a third place talking to, you know? Um, Which
1: I can, I can see that because that's
0: – Oh, yeah. But it's
1: just – it's the clout factor, man. I'm telling you, like, that's what they're doing. And, in a sense, on for failed in my personal I don't really think that's kind of – if you're going to do that for him, you need to do it for everybody that like, got – third place. Matter of fact, you know, since they did that, they should have damn interviewed Phil Nicoletti for leading all the laps that he
0: did. Yeah, they should have gave him a third place. I mean, he had the crazy alien lights on, so.
1: Yeah, like, and they didn't (laughs) say anything about that. So, like, they should at least for him. They should have talked to him. If you're going to do it for Jet, don't just like clout, do the whole clout. If you got a guy, like, if you're going to do it, just do it for everybody because you can have a privateer that does usually don't do good and he can go get a third place in, like a triple crown and don't get interviewed. Like, I, I mean, that's just not right.
0: Yeah, well, we can't even look at the statistics of um triple crown format race, individual races. Like, we only know the overall. We do not mm-hmm. know the individual race uh races now, Uh which you know, you can go in deep and find it now within the, the results. But, um, You know, we don't have a separate section for Triple Crown wins or podiums or, um, you know, whatever the case may be for Triple Crown. So, AMA definitely needs to fix that so that we can uh, get that and also just maybe even change their entire system so it looks a little bit more updated. But, um, yeah, no, really good for all three of the podium um, guys, Levi, Jet, and Styles. I believe, uh, definitely Levi and Styles definitely needed that night, and so did the team, and then Jet, uh, to have as many crashes as he did and to walk away with only losing three points, it's not, um, or actually, I think, I think he gained, uh, oh yeah, he's gonna, yeah, he gained points on McAdoo, so, uh, he lost three, and the only reason I'm saying that is because he didn't win, so, um, not a bad night. Mitchell Oldenburg got fourth, a quiet fourth again, 5-4-6. Uh, four, um, man, looking really, really good for Mitchell Oldenburg.
1: Oh, yeah. Brooke was riding good. I was surprised they didn't really get him um, more TV time because, you know, he's on that uh, – Um, oh, what's that team called?
0: Smart Top. Smart Top, there you
1: go. Yeah, Moto Concept. The Alessi. Tony Lessy team or whatever. Yeah. Well, he's the only you know guy the in the
0: in the truck right now. So.
1: Oh dang.
0: Yeah, he's the only he's the only rider that's uh, under. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anthony Rodriguez too. I'm sorry. So. Oh, okay.
1: Okay. So A Rod, that's, right, that's yeah,
0: right. Yeah. 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 And uh, A Rod got 12th. Uh, he went 18, 10, 9. So something must have happened in that first moto, but or in that first race. Yeah, he but, got better. Yeah. Um, Max Voland, fifth. fifth. Uh, way to come back from not even qualifying at San Diego. So, um put in a very good performance with a 784, uh kind of consistent, uh but that fourth in that main in that Moto 3 race 3 um should have carried into the other or into the first two as well, or I should say that that you know, they should have flip-flopped so he could have maybe had a better result. But regarding regardless of the fact uh from not even making it the weekend before to make it and to put it in a fifth place, that's uh, that's good.
1: Oh yeah, man, it's that's a like that's got to be nerve wracking too. To like have to go to the LCQ and like just get, like he's a factory guy, so it's like one, he he's like not supposed to be there. Two, if he ends up there, he he's like supposed to win no matter what. Yeah. So I honestly think, like, I don't even think it was the fact that. Like, all right, he was nervous about getting in. It was a fact, like, even when he was in L C Q and he was in a transfer position, like, he knew that wasn't good enough. Like, yeah. He he had to win the L C Q. Yeah. Well, like he needed to. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the position he's in. Like, you're a factory you right to do. You shouldn't be like in I think in everybody else's eyes. So I think that man got to him more than anything else. I don't really think it was the fact that he had to get in. Like, he knew he was in. It was just the fact that I got to win the LCQ. I just can't get third or second. Like, I got to go win.
0: Yeah, and it cost uh, cost him some mistakes for sure. And, uh, no, it's good for Max to have a, a little bit of a bounce back. Uh, Karen McAdoo uh, looked like the uh, – what was the character, Heavy D? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh, oh damn! <laughs> mm. Oh my God, Quagmire! <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He had uh, man, he he hit the ground hard with both hands flying off. Him and RJ both hands flying off, um, in separate crashes. But man, uh, crazy that he even gutted out a eight seven five for his six overall. Uh, that's a gutsy performance. But you know. That you can't kill Cameron Mcadoo because that tabletop or that uh, that uh, bridge jump at Atlanta, what was it two years ago? Uh, that should have killed him.
1: You wanna know what's funny? <laughs> like uh, you know, a lot of people was like, "Oh, dude, he's like, he's concussed. Like he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have been able to race." But I have sat back, I watched, I watched that like several times. You know. Yeah, I don't think he. Would, I don't even think it knocked him out. You ever like any racer knows, like if you hit the ground, you you know when you're knocked out. But yeah. also sometimes you ever been in like a knockout. They call it like a knockout shock. Yeah, it's where you're not knocked out, but you're shocked. Like that shit just happened to you.
0: Yeah, you're like holy shit. Yeah,
1: I think that's me personally with that crash. I think that's what happened to him. Yeah, because when they showed the video of him talking, like reiterating stuff, I was like, he's not knocked out. I think it shocked him more than anything. Like,
0: holy hell, that
1: literally just happened to me.
0: Yeah, I can't believe that I even survived that. Um, But yeah, no, you can't kill uh, Cameron McAdoo and um, man, but what a crazy crash. Good thing that they have a little bit of a break, especially for him and um, RJ. RJ had a not a good night. 11th overall winning the very first race. So that's one good thing that he can look, uh, look, you know, positive towards, Uh, but a 22 and 13, especially that race number two crashing at least five or six times. Um, That really good one. He had in the sand with both uh, hands flying off the bars. I mean, um, crazy uh, night of racing. That's for sure.
1: Oh, absolutely. No. And you know, the triple crown name it again consistency. And that's what I'm saying. It's just like those short short races. You don't have time to lollygag around. You gotta get up and go. So I mean yeah. those little mistakes can cost you big in the triple crown.
0: Yeah, no kidding. And uh Derek Kelly uh finished out seventh, uh with He was a, riding good. I know, a ten five seven on that AEO Power Sports K T M racing machine. Definitely uh, the surprise, uh, other than Levi Kitchen, um, out of this, I do believe, because he was normally right around that top 10 um, for most of it. But yeah, for him to walk away with this number seven, uh, or this seventh place position, um, uh, coming out of that, that's really good, uh, especially on a privateer team like AEO Power Sports. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know,
1: it's just one of those deals. He, uh, he was being pretty persistent. and I bet the short races as well, but I think it was good for him. He learned, like, okay, even in a short race, I can hang with these two guys. I just need to get together in these 15-minute, you know, long-made events. And uh, I think he'd be even higher than top 10.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he he, he showed it for sure. And uh, he just keeps getting better. I mean, for the last couple of, ye- of seasons that he's been on this 250 Supercross, Uh, or in the 250 Supercross class. Uh, He's been getting consistently better and inside the top ten. So I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, a KTM or a Husky team or even a Gas-Gas team, if they need it, it would be a good, uh, easy transition for him since he's already on a KTM. So uh, maybe look for that in the future. I could see, potentially, maybe. Um, Eighth place, Pierce Brown. He got second in the first one, had a couple of mistakes in that second one. Um, They fell uh, himself, and um, McAdoo fell over in that corner, and Phil was just gone. Phil Nicoletti, 69 years old out there. Then he has a light that's on the bike. I mean, unbelievable. Did you you see
1: that something? Failed
0: is trying now. Yep, they're gonna they're they're try, they're trying and testing it out and for shits and giggles, pretty much they put it on, uh, you know Phil's bike because they you know they're like oh they, you know this guy ain't gonna do it but you know we can at least try it you know <laughs> and uh, sure enough he ends up leading so uh, that was pretty badass yeah no kidding and there was one time in that main event heavy D when the moment that Pierce and McAdoo fell in the corner and I looked at the timing and scoring and I saw that Jet was a good ways behind I'm like no way Phil is going to get this done like like there's no chance right he has this done and I can't remember if it was you or one of my other buddies or one of our other buddies in the chat that said "Nah, I don't think he's got it and it was like I think it was like eight minutes to go or something like that and sure enough right around that minute minute and a half mark you know to go he folded unfortunately oh the nerds I, got to him and he folded
1: yeah <laughs> unfortunately he, he said he was like he he was like uh on social media you know definitely those times don't really come around that often he like he's he's wanting to be back in that position again which i get it like i mean it's pretty awesome. like you don't like I mean you're a true vet yep. for these young dudes out here. So yep. I can only
0: imagine how tough it is. Yeah, no kidding. Um Dylan Walsh in tenth, really good performance uh out of Dylan Walsh this year, uh in that two fifty supercross West uh division. Um, you know, coming all the way from I believe uh is he another UK kid? Is he from the UK?
1: I want to say that
0: Well, it says he's from California, but I know that that's not. I mean, that's what they say his hometown is from, but I thought he was a UK kid, but I could be completely wrong. Um but anyways, good rides out of Dylan, uh for sure on that privateer bike and then like I said, 11th Ham- Hampshire, um and then uh another surprise, Enzo ends up 13th had not a good night 11918. So Mm. Yeah, not good for Enzo, and I had him as a, as my all-star on pulpamex Fantasy, so I wasn't punching my screen, but, <laughs> man, I was like, he, he's I, close. yeah, I really thought that this is where he was going to get a podium. Just being consistent in the first two races, a, a six and a four, I was like, man, he could just be consistent, just put in good, he's, he's a really good starter, and you know what's crazy is that He never got a good start in any of the main events or any of the races. I'm sorry. So, I thought that that was very odd. I I thought that was very odd. Phil got a really good start in that first one or in that uh, one that he led. Um, But Enzo definitely did did not come away with good starts this weekend.
1: I honestly feel like, you know, if that was nothing against Phil, but if that was Enzo in that position, he'd have won that one. He, oh, yeah. he would have had to have win
0: that one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the tables would have definitely turned on my uh, statement of there's no way he wins this, right? It it would have been Enzo Lopes is about to win uh, this race right here. Like, <laughs> he's going to win. Like, there's nobody that's going to catch him. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, unfortunate uh, night for Enzo for sure. And uh, actually looking at the uh, – Looking at the points, he is, uh, in sixth behind styles by, uh, I would say like seven or eight points. So, um, but kitchen is back there in seventh, um, right behind Enzo. So, um, and Oldenburg in fourth. So in the series, uh, standing. So, uh, but nobody else really catches my mind, uh, in the back of the field, kind of expecting where those guys, uh, would kind of be at, uh, Brandon Shaw, first ride on uh, a brand new team, the Bar X Suzuki squad, and ends up putting it into the main event and finishing 19th with a 15th, 20, and a 20. So really good for Brandon. He hadn't made a uh, main event this year so far on his own, um, you know, kind of privateer effort. Uh, But, no, it was really good to see Brandon get this done at uh, the Triple Crown format, heavy D.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just, I think mean, it's just that little extra boost of confidence, like, of having a, I mean, even more solid bike. Not to say his bike wasn't good. I mean, he, he's, he keeps his stuff top notch as well, but it was like, all right, he's on Barrett Suzuki and, you know, they, they're going the extra mile to try and make that as close to a factory level bike as, you know, there is. So I think that, that was a big help too, you know, he's, there he's on the program he's getting a test ride day in and day out even more you know
0: and he's got to got the help of a team because it's it's hard when you got to do it on your own man it's so hard like you know yeah it i mean doing everything right on you know your own dime and um the stress that comes along with traveling and making sure you have everything and yeah i can um only imagine uh for those guys and you know i've been there in a couple situations so um, but, yeah, other than other than that heavy D, um, there's really nothing else. Uh, I mean, we could talk a little bit about the futures, but we kind of talked about it, and everybody knows about the Hayden incident, um, you know, crashing twice and all of that. But apparently he's going to be uh, riding this weekend and uh, or racing this weekend, and I still do not believe that that is the uh, um, right thing to do. No, I don't think he is racing this weekend. No, he's not well. I was going to look at the entry list um, and there actually is no uh entry list so far. So uh, they haven't put anything out yet. So
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think he's uh I don't think he's racing East Coast as we been.
0: Okay. I I thought that they I thought that that was the plan. Um Yeah,
1: no, it, it was supposed to be, but it might have changed now.
0: And you know, and I'm not Throwing shots at anybody, but I hope so. I I I, or I mean I I hope he doesn't uh, go um, to Supercross. Go ahead and just get get Supercross. You know, get it down at the practice facility at the at the goat farm. Do do these future races, and then go and race the Outdoor Nationals. Get another off season of good Supercross practice, and then by 2024, this time next year, you will be solid. Um, don't go and waste your rookie year because you've only raced one uh, Supercross Futures, and I can almost say that for Talon Hawkins, but at the same time, I can see it from a business perspective that they need to have another guy, and they need to have somebody in the West, in the East Coast as well. So um, I get it from that uh, standpoint, though.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: So, But, man, what a phenomenal episode. Number 13 here on the Imperative MX podcast. Spoke about some local motocross racing and spots uh, to ride this weekend and race this weekend in the surrounding area. It's going to be a little wet and cold. Uh, I do know that West Craven uh, will be open, and that's a good place, even if it does rain. So if you want... Uh, some good uh good sand practice and even if it rains a little bit you can still go out there and ride at west craven so um and all of the other uh races and all of the motocross action from the north carolina virginia and surrounding states then we had daxton bennick the winner of the supercross futures this weekend at anaheim two about everything uh that had been leading up to that moment and uh Got to hear about that day and uh, everything that went on uh, with his win coming from Anaheim 2 this past weekend. And uh, then we got into some AMA Arena Cross and some AMA Supercross Triple Crown Racing Action Talk from this weekend. And uh, man, we have to say again, big thanks to the companies who make this possible West Virginia Motorsports, FXR, Silver Valley MX Park, Dirt Industries Custom Graphics, Hydropower, and our brand new sponsor on board, Mika Metals. Don't forget to email in to enter for a chance at a brand new set of handlebars from Mika Metals. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. To this week's episode, number 13 of the Imperative MX Podcast. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Check out the podcast, Apple, Spotify. Check out ImperativeMX.com for much more. From myself, Zach Newberry, and co-host Heavy D, we're out. See you.